Hey Divas, we are so happy you joined us for today's podcast. We are three best friends on a mission to grow closer to God and encourage others to do the same. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram for more uplifting content throughout the week. Let us know if you have any topics you'd like to hear or if you have any prayer requests. We hope you enjoy the episode. This week we are going to be continuing our study on women of the Bible. So this week we're going to be talking about Jesus's mother, Mary. So her story is kind of different than a lot of the stories that we've covered so far because hers is kind of just sporadically thrown in there throughout the New Testament, mainly the Gospels. Um, so what she's known for the most probably is giving birth to Jesus. Um, so that story is really interesting when you look at it. Um, and if you can kind of frame it in today's terms, like if this was happening today, it would be crazy. But because the media would get a hold of it and all kinds of stuff. So her her story starts in the, the beginning of Matthew and um, Luke goes into it um, pretty early on too. Um, but basically, you know, Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph and um, they had not been physically intimate yet, but she was found with child, as they say. Um, so, you know, an angel appeared to her and told her that, that this was gonna happen. And um, Joseph uh, had love in his heart and he decided to, um, stay engaged to her and eventually marry her um, despite her being pregnant with someone else's baby. Um, so what did y'all get from, from this beginning story of our introduction to Mary? Um, well, like in Luke, which is kind of the main part of this kind of story, he goes in a lot more detail than the other gospels. Um, but like in Luke chapter one, verse 34, when Gabriel's, you know, talking to her and telling her um, these things. And she says, you know, how can that be since I have not known a man? So, you know, like you said, she hasn't, hasn't married Joseph yet. So she's thinking, how am I going to have a baby if Joseph and I aren't married yet? Verse 38, she says, you know, let, let it be to me according to your word. So that's just kind of her accepting, realizing this is God's plan for my life. And um, just kind of the almost instant kind of calmness and peace that comes over her was kind of amazing. And then like in the next a few verses over, she goes to visit her cousin Elizabeth and she has this song of praise, you know, for a few verses where she's just, you know, praising God for what's happening in her life. And verse 46, which is a song we sing, it says, my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit has rejoiced in God, my savior. And so, you know, just seeing that kind of praise that and peace that comes over her is kind of awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, Mary was just like a regular girl um, who probably had her life planned. Um, most women, you know, would kind of plan a little bit ahead or at least think, you know, certain things should happen at a certain time. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, she was probably like that. And, um, 
you know, to just have like a bomb in her plans, mm -hmm. you know, and it was a good, I mean, the best bomb ever, <laughs> you know, but, um, you know, still it's got to be a little overwhelming, you know, and, and I think, you know, when we get those bombs in our life, um, that we should just look at Mary, you know, and just realize that like, you know, it's okay to be afraid of change because Mary was, Mary was afraid, you know, she, she didn't understand and she was afraid. And of course the angel's like, you know, it's going to be okay. Don't be afraid. And, um, but you know, as long as that fear just doesn't turn you away from God, like it's okay to have those emotions and, you know, and then, you know, she's even asking questions like how and why, you know, mm -hmm. like, you know, so we may ask that, you know, in those changes of, you know, in our lives, we're like, you know, why is this happening to me or how am I going to, you know, live in this situation? Um, and, you know, I think, you know, just to look at Mary and say, it's okay to ask questions, you know, as long as, you know, we're, we're asking those questions to God and listening for his answer and not letting those questions, you know, turn us completely away from God, not trusting, you know, his plan, um, like Mary did. So, yeah. And like, if you put yourself in, in her situation, just imagine like all the people who were talking about her, yeah. you know, because pregnancy is not really something that you can hide forever. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm sure that, you know, all those people in the community were like, hey, did you see Mary? You know, we thought that she was good and pure, but, you mm -hmm. know, she's pregnant. She's not married. And, um, you know, she, you know, that's not Joseph's baby, right? <laughs> and just stuff like that, you know. Yeah. And um, even though Mary knew the truth and knew that she um, was still pure and that she had she didn't have a reason to be ashamed, um, you know, everyone else doesn't know the truth. And I mean, that's how it is in our life too. I mean, I don't know about y'all, but I've had rumors spread about me that aren't true or people making assumptions about things. And, um, you know, it can be really hurtful. And, um, I don't know who coined the phrase sticks and stones may break my bones, but words never hurt me. But that guy was either lying or had mm -hmm. some thick skin because, I mean, words do hurt and they mean things. And, you know, we don't have any evidence that people said any of those. That's just my speculation. But um, there's so many times in our lives today that we would be better if we could just rise, rise above all that. Mm -hmm. Then we go to um, her actually giving birth to this savior of the world. And um, she they have to travel to Bethlehem because they're doing a census. And there's no place for them to be, which I would think first time giving birth, I've never given birth, but first time giving birth, like you probably don't want to do it in a barn. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to do that with my seventh kid. <laughs> but, um, you know, if, if it was in modern times and this was like me and Dustin or something, I'd be so mad. Like you didn't even make a reservation, <laughs> you know? Um, but you know, it, it seems like she was pretty, um, pretty calm with it. And, um, I'm sure that's also not how she, she planned to give birth. You know, now it's a real big about people doing birth plans and, um, you know, wanting everything to go a certain way, which is great. But um, this just shows that you have no control over that all the time. <laughs> um, and then we fast forward a little bit and um, they have to flee to Egypt because Herod had put out a decree to, to kill all the, the young boys, the infant boys in 
in the land. So they have to live in Egypt, which I'm sure is terrifying to just go to a different country. I've never fled for my life, but mm -hmm. it doesn't sound stress-free. That's for sure. I just can't imagine, you know, as a mother, you know, you already have that fear of some, you know, what if something happens to my child? I mean, even in the womb, you know, you're, your biggest um, concern is, you know, keeping them safe and making sure you're eating, doing the things that you're supposed to to keep this baby healthy, you know. And then when they're born, you know, that just increases by a thousand because they're not attached anymore. I mean, they're they have so many uh, more chances to be in harm, and it's just like, you know, just that's already terrifying. And then to hear that someone's trying to kill your child, you know, and mm -hmm. For the rest of Jesus' life, you know, he has somebody who's who wants him dead. And I just can't imagine being the mother of the, you know, of the child and, you know, knowing that people are trying to hurt him all the time. Like that has to be, that had to have been overwhelming and, you know, scary. But, um, but you know, Mary was such a woman of faith that she just had to give it all over to God and, you know, allow it to happen the way it's supposed to. Um, and then we kind of fast forward to um, when Jesus is 12 and he, they all go to the temple um, for one of their feasts. And at the end, they all load up to go home and Jesus's parents think like, oh, well, he's here somewhere. And so they travel a day's journey and then they realize like Jesus isn't here. So they have to go back to Jerusalem and they look for him for three days and they can't find him. I don't know if you've ever lost your kid for three days. No. <laughs> no. But um, we watched a movie the other day about um, this little boy who ran away from home. He was like on his parents' property, I think. But he was lost for like six hours and just seeing like the panic mm -hmm. in their face. And uh, I mean, they're actors, but it was based on a real story. But I mean, I can't imagine losing someone for three days. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know he's 12, but still, that's, yeah. that's still your kid. I mean, even like in a store, you know, if I, if I lose them, you know, they like hide in clothes or something <laughs> um, for just a few minutes. I mean, like, you know, or even a minute, <laughs> you know, that's terrifying, you know, yeah. to, just those, those anxieties and fears just like, Fill your body with like, okay, I've got to find them. You know, are they safe? What happened to somebody? You know, you just turn turn into all those what ifs, and um, it's overwhelming. Yeah. Um, but when they finally find Jesus, he was in the middle of the teachers, and he was asking them questions, and they were all um, astonished at his answers and how much knowledge he had. And um, in Luke chapter two. Um, verse 48 through 52 is where we kind of see um, their reactions. you mind reading that for me, Seth? Yeah. So when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said to him, Son, why have you done this to us? Look, your father and I have sought you anxiously. And he said to them, Why did you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? But they did not understand the statement which he spoke to them. Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth. And was subject to them. But his mother kept all these things in her heart, and Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. Yeah, so so when they found him, they kind of like, were like, what are you doing? And he's like, you should know what I'm doing. But obviously they didn't understand completely. Because um, when you think about it, he had probably lived a pretty normal life up until that point. You know, we don't have much knowledge of that because there's not anything written really but 
you know, I just assumed that he lived in a normal childhood. Yeah, I mean, I think that even like when he was like growing up, even past that age until he started his ministry in his adulthood, yeah. he was like doing carpentry work with his father, with Joseph. Mm -hmm. Right. Know? So he was, you know, kind of just doing normal things. Right. So they, I'm not going to say she forgot that she, um, you know, had a virgin birth, but I'm, I'm sure it, she probably had other children at this point and so maybe it wasn't in the forefront of her mind like you know she probably didn't understand what his job was to do here you know right. she didn't really understand what his role was i think that's why it says too you know that his mother kept all these things in her heart and like um you know when he was born even it says that that she pondered on these things and kept them in her heart you know it was just almost like like you just said, like she probably wasn't thinking all the time, like, oh yeah, this is, you know, mm -hmm. this is how I had this child. You know, she was just being his mother, you know, mm -hmm. and those little instances reminded her like, oh yes, like, you know, this child is different, you know, and, yeah. um, you know, that she just kept those in her heart to remind her, you know, about those. So yeah, that's what that means. <laughs> yeah. And then the next time we, we see Mary is in um, John chapter two verse one through five where um jesus and his mother are at the wedding and you know i assume that she had a a role in the wedding i don't know if they were relatives or yeah, what but um you know i don't think a random guest would be concerned about things mm -hmm. like this but um you know she was concerned about their um wine supply and so she goes to Jesus and she's like, you can help them. I know you can, you need to do it. And he's like, it's not my time, woman. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, you know, she tells the servants, do whatever he says. And, you know, he goes and turns water into wine, um, being his first miracle. But what did y'all see in that interaction with him? I mean, that just amazes me at, you know, I mean, from what we know until then, you know, she was still kind of maybe confused or not really, you know, understanding. And then, then it gets to that story and she's like, every, you know, she trusts everything that he's doing. You know, it's just, that just kind of amazes me, you know, mm -hmm. that she, she's, um, because what we don't, I mean, from what we know, this is his first miracle. I mean, even to her, like she doesn't even know the power, but she believes so much in him and God, you know, that mm -hmm. she knows he can do this. And then the the next interaction that that i saw um is actually found in three of the gospels it's found in matthew chapter 12 verse 46 through 50 it's also found in mark 3 31 through 35 and luke 8 19 through 21 and um jesus is in a crowd of people and his mother and brothers are kind of on the out outside of the crowd and um they get word gets to jesus that they're there and they want to talk to him and jesus just kind of dismisses them and says you know all these people who believe in god and trust in god are my mother and my brothers you know i think it's just kind of jesus's way of uh focusing on spiritual relationships you know um and prioritizing that over physical relationships yeah i mean i was like ava growing up with that one even with the um, water to wine when he calls her woman. I'm like, oh my goodness, Jesus is disrespecting his mother. You know, it's like, because I mean, he obviously emphasized, you know, you're supposed to respect your parents. So mm -hmm. seeing him say that is almost like kind of confusing, you know, as a as a kid and trying to sort through those things. Um, but yeah, I definitely agree with you that, you know, he's emphasizing his mission is, the, is in the spiritual nature. It's not the physical nature, you know, he's mm -hmm. kind of separating, trying to separate out the two. 
um, and maybe even kind of create some distance between him and his mother um, because obviously she had strong, you know, love for her son because, you know, she gave birth to him and she raised him, you know, even though he's God's son, you know, he's not, it's kind of hard to explain, but, you know, he's, he is God sent to earth. Um, but when you, you know, spend that much time and you're, you know, raising a child, you're going to have a strong love for him. And so you, she would obviously take it hard. So maybe she wouldn't take it as hard if he's like doing his own thing and he's doing his ministry and he's, you know, spending time with his disciples, you know, and kind of creating some time away from them, then maybe she should just be like, that's, yeah. you know, he's doing his thing and I just have to let him go. But I don't think a mother can ever do that. Yeah. <laughs> I think too, like it's, it's the example like that we're supposed to, of course these examples we're supposed to follow, but like um, this is an example that we're supposed to follow. Um, by like not, like y'all were saying, you know, not being so attached to the physical relationships solely, you know, because those are important, but the most important relationship is with God. So the prior, you know, when we prioritize, you know, God first, and then, you know, if it's parents or, you know, spouse or kids, you know, there is a, there is, you know, a list instead of, you know, parents first or kids first um and I think that's kind of you know what maybe he's he's referring to there too yeah the next time we see Mary is at the cross in John nineteen twenty five, um where where she's at the cross and um some of her her sister is there and some other Marys are there yeah. and um Jesus is you know, dying, and he he looks to the disciple or the apostle that he loved and said, "This is your mother now, and mother, this is your son." Um, and we know that she went to his house that hour. Um, so I think that is a way that Jesus showed that you know he really cared about her and he wanted her to be okay physically as well as spiritually. And the last time that we see. Jesus's mother is in Acts chapter 1, I think it's verse 14, um, where they're all gathered together after Jesus had ascended back into heaven and they were waiting on the gift of the Holy Ghost. We know that she was there in their midst. What did y'all get from, like, now that we've looked at her whole story, what would y'all say, like, the theme of Mary's life was or, like, our le lessons that we can learn from her? I mean, I kind of already said mine, but just like, you know, when change happens, you know, we just need to trust God and let, you know, let that change happen, you know, know that we can't control, you know, what's, um, we can't have everything planned out and it all work out that way. Um, you know, and like a verse in Proverbs 16, 9 says, you know, man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. So, you know, just asking yourself, like, you know, am I allowing the Lord to direct my steps? Am I giving him, you know, my life to let him, you know, um, you know, guide me down the path that I'm supposed to be guided down? And just, you know, just to show that you're giving that control up. You know, I think that's what I mainly took from her. I liked how one of her first instincts was praise and thank God. Mm -hmm. And which is hard to do when you're facing uncertain times or uncertain situations or hard situations and you're feeling overwhelmed or anxious or stressed, it's hard to like look at the good because praise usually, you know, requires us to see the good in things. Cause I know times when I'm feeling down and we go to worship, 
I don't worship as well. Like I don't sing with my whole heart. I'm not singing. I'm not concentrating because I'm thinking about negative things. It's easy to praise God when you're going through, you know, things that are negative things looking good. And you have your whole, mm -hmm. the plan is going like you think it should, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but Job also, that's one of the things he did when he went through some terrible things, you mm -hmm. know. And he still worshiped and praised God. So it's like praising God is showing he's in control and he's worthy of our praise no matter what our life looks like, you know, the... The goal and the reward of heaven is what we're still striving for. You know, this physical life is not as important. Yeah. And you'll feel so much better mm -hmm. if you look at situations that way. Every situation in your life, you know, if you're in a really tough spot and, you know, you you just almost feel sorry for yourself and think about all the negative things and just let it overwhelm you, mm -hmm. then you're just going to keep going down, you know. Yeah. But if you look at that situation, you think, okay, what is the good that, I, you know, that can either come from this or what is the good in this, you know, right now? Um, and if you do that, you'll feel so much better. And those things won't seem near as bad as you were, you know, making them out to be. So, yeah. Yeah. I think when you look at like Mary's life as a whole, it was just chaos, like pure chaos <laughs> to me, um, you know, and we so many times get bogged down with our lives, like we were talking about all the terrible things that happen. But, you know, Mary was, had a child out of wedlock. She was embarrassed at a wedding when they didn't have enough wine. She, her child was crucified. She was rejected by her child one time because he didn't want to see her over other people. And so, when you look at it like that, you think, man, this girl had it rough. And there's a lot of times where we have it rough, you know? Um, but just being able to kind of step back and look at like, despite all these things, God is the one who has control. Okay. Well, always remember to be kind, be humble, and give God control. Bye. Bye.